You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our show and we're going to start with our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful that uh, we had a revival last week and things are going really well. So we excited to do an additional week where we're going digital. Uh, so just excited about um, the reality of kind of getting back into the building, get back into the flow uh, of church. Also had a great meeting uh, with a few people this past Friday and looking forward to future um, opportunities that this uh, business partnership is going to form. Awesome. And is the revival still happening or is it complete? It's still happening. So if you check out our, our church's YouTube channel or, or, or Facebook page and YouTube channel is Northeast TV, Charlotte, Northeast TV, Charlotte, you can check it out. Uh, you can go each night and we're tonight we're talking about uh, spiritualism in the church. It's mm, a really good topic, especially in the black church. I think that's great. Okay. Um, Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Good morning, everyone. Hey, St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, our Russian fans, big up on yourself. We respect you. Thank you for listening and everyone else. I am grateful for two things. I am grateful for this week. I hit the big four five. We were like 55, but <laughs> the big four five. And my family is, um, <laughs> my family is, um, you know, around and I enjoyed it. Um, that time and I'm enjoying the bing bong baby the number one team in the east the Knicks I'm enjoying that the number one team in the east I ain't talking about my side chick the Nets but I'm just talking about the east (laughs) all right I mean you know what can we say about the Knicks you know so shout out to that and happy birthday Every, every year we get to see another birthday is truly a blessing. So I'm glad you were able to enjoy that. Kelvin, besides the Knicks, what are you grateful for this week? I don't recognize the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first of all, I'm just happy to hear everybody's voice, man. I actually just happy to get to another week. My last week uh, was, t- man, it was, it was real trying. So um, just to make it to another week, man, I'm just very, very thankful it was a rough week so I'm thankful for that awesome awesome and of course I'm going to remind our listeners every week I am grateful that I made through another week of campaigning um you know on my quest to become district court judge it is like I am so busy I have to be in meetings I'm holding babies I'm taking pictures with random people um, but you guys know I love my community, so that's not an issue. So I'm grateful for that. Um, in the midst of campaigning this week, though, um, a couple of a huge organization contacted me. I can't provide any details yet. It was like, hey, we want to talk to you about some stuff. So I am managing this amazing campaign talking about legal stuff because I'm always still a lawyer even as a judge like I'm still a lawyer um so there's like all these things on the horizon and I'm actually overwhelmed with goodness so it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks but right now we are hot on the campaign trail 
And I'm just grateful that I am in a position to be able to do this. Right now, I have no opposition. No one is coming out of the woodworks yet. Will it stay that way? Probably not, but it's a good sign that we are in November and no one else has declared their intention to file for my seat. So I will keep you guys posted and let you know how that turns out. Now, let us jump right into the show. And um, we're gonna talk about a rule change that a lot of people are happy with, but a certain set of players are not that thrilled about in the NBA. So if you watch James Harden prior to him coming to Brooklyn, because I've been very easy on him since he came to Brooklyn, but James Harden was like one of the kings in the NBA of like jumping into people, creating contact so he can go to the free throw line about a hundred times a game, right? The league recognizes and realized that James Harden essentially created babies that was following in his footsteps. So what they did um, in order to discourage um, offensive players, um, you know, from creating, you know, these free throws for themselves, um, they try to stop them from making over abrupt or abnormal non-basketball moves and when Harden was on Houston there were a lot of non-basketball moves that we saw so basically they will no longer reward them reward players who launch themselves into defenders um the question is do you guys a, do you think this rule was even necessary right are enough players doing this where this was a thing um how do you think do you think like James Harden players like Trey Young who have qualms over this do you think they have a legitimate argument is the NBA trying to mess up the league again I want to hear what my guys are thinking about this new rule so let me uh, pull Phil Janice um had it not been for Trey Young's antics, the Sixers would easily destroy them in that series because he was able to get away with murder. A couple of times I watched, like the defender really just was minding their business. He did everything. They called a foul. Uh, and a lot of times in the guts of the game. So I think it's, it's good for basketball. I think at, at some point there will be um, a settling with the rule in the sense of they'll, the rest will start to give back a little bit, give back a little bit. Uh, but obviously at the beginning of every league year, the, the rules are always stiffer. And then as they play, they loosen up just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I do think um, for someone like Trey Young, they, they benefit uh, off these rules and James Harden benefit off of these rules. Um, and I think eventually you got to get back to, to playing basketball. And for defenders, it gets frustrating because it's this constant like nonsense at times where it's like, yo, I'm playing textbook defense and you're giving this guy an advantage off of what? Uh, and someone put up a, a tweet where they showed some of the peoples uh, who are who are prone to excessive, getting excessive foul calls, how their, their points per game have gone down. And so what you're really doing now is messing up their money. So that's why they're really upset because he knows he needs to get a certain, a certain amount, but he can't do it. It's messing up his money. Um, and you can tell the Hawks are, are struggling they, they started off hot, but now they are three and three took a loss last night to the Sixers actually got blown out last night by the Sixers without Ben Simmons. So, um, I think it's, it's good for basketball and 
gets away from the ticket tax superstar calls that were unnecessarily given. And I'll just like to say before Phil jumps in, a loss for the Hawks is a win for New York. We will never forget what they did to the Knicks in the playoffs. So good job, Pacers. <laughs> I I agree. Concur. Um, I, I love the rule. I love the fact that these dudes can manufacture points while truly doing their craft, but I have to give it to them. They're crafty. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a slight, you know, a gray area where they was able to exploit. So I understand that, that part and that much, but it was a gap that needed to be, um, to be closed and good. Trey young. I thought, I believe that if the Knicks would have took care of them earlier in the first round, if there was a Trey Young was to exploit that rule. But when the defender do those things, when the offensive player do those things, the defender is literally frozen, right? And they get free, they have the ability to have free reign on the court. So when Trey Young is, I mean, Harden does it the best. They show the play when he literally, the defender just stuck his hand out, a defense position, <laughs> and, and Harden actually were able to grab, hook his arm, while he's trying to shoot, but the problem was that he he hooked it with his um, left hand, and the ball was in his right. That he didn't have enough time to switch hands. But the ref saw the whole play. It, it was like so crafty. The dude just put his hand out for the defender um, Harden, and Harden was able to grab his hook his hand and make it look like a the initially would have been considered a foul, but the ref was smart enough. And even Patrick Beverly got caught the other night, which was hilarious. Where the which annoys me, the defender will run ahead. And the defender will chase him behind, and they would stop. The ball handle will stop right in front of the defender. And boom, they usually call that a foul, but they call it an offensive foul. So it's a breath of fresh air. I want to see Trey Young, uh, what he's going to do. And when we play, well, we may not see him because we're the first, as of now, we're the number one team. So we play, you know, the winner of the seven or eight playoff spot. But anyway, I, I, I want that rematch. I want that smoke with them. I want revenge. But overall, Steph Curry got his money. Trey got his money. Only person who haven't got his money yet, my option is um, James Harden. So we'll see what happens. But I love the rule. I love the rule. Well, Phil, yeah. <laughs> we might not get revenge if the Hawks don't make the playoffs. You know, like we know the Knicks <laughs> going to be there, but we can't, can't really speak for other people. Okay. Go ahead, Kelvin. So <laughs> it's, it's Nick's in, energy. We got to get to it by the end of the show, at least. But for right now, I'm just going to answer your question, Deion. Um, how do I feel? I'm elated. I, I am so happy. I am so happy they finally went back to real basketball. And your question was, why is it necessary? It's necessary for so many different reasons. Um, I, think, I think one of the reasons, one of the uh, reasons that probably not talked about a lot is the international basketball view. Um, Nowadays, people are catching up a lot, and I feel like it's not it's not just because of um, them getting better. It's, I think we're getting worse because I feel like the way we're training right now, we're training uh, based on manipulating rules, and that's bad basketball. And I, I don't think the world is going to take take to that because basketball, in its purest form, is just playing basketball. But nowadays, it's about being crafty and deceptive, and trying to wait, trying to find ways to manipulate and trick people. Um, and that's what they're seeing a lot. So they should have been done this, but for uh, the love of money, <laughs> they won't do things like this because 
basketball in the United States is an entertainment game, first and foremost. So it's all about people coming into the stands to see people score. Nobody comes to watch uh, basketball games to see defense. So uh, it makes sense, uh, but it was getting out of hand. So they had to make some type of correction. And what you see is a lot of players struggling that I thought always should have some struggles in the NBA. Uh, and I'm happy that they are right now. But we see also uh, certain players that were manipulating the rules, like Steph Curry, still able to be productive because he was a basketball player first before he was a rule manipulator. Uh, so people like Trey Young, you see he, he was getting eight, eight and nine free throws a game last year. Now it's dropped down to four. You got James Harden that was averaging eight free throws a game. Now it's dropped down to three. Um, so right now, of course, it's going to uh, play on their games. So they're going to have to learn how to adjust and adapt. James Harden from OKC got to come back out uh, instead of this new James Harden or the James Harden from Houston that was just all about trying to get foul calls. So I like it overall. I feel like it's really good for the league. And now you got to bring your game and not your bag of tricks with you. So I'm happy to see how the NBA is going to play out this year. I agree. I mean, you guys kind of summed it up. I remember being so frustrated. And if you guys, I know Evan and Phil was, they were Facebook friends with me for years. I used to roast and kill James Harden publicly because of this shenanigans. So even though he's on the Nets, right? And everyone knows how I feel about the Nets, you know, being the second team in New York and all. Um, I I think it was necessary and I think it promotes some kind of equity on the floor. It's 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 ridiculous. So I'm happy with it. Um, they just have to, you know, do what everyone else does and find creative ways to have offense and not rely on tricking officials, right? Or doing things that are excessive. Um, to make it to the free throw line. So I'm with it, thousand percent. Um, let us move on and talk about one of my favorite young guys, Ja Moran. Um, let me see, what can I say? He is absolutely electrifying. He is, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Ja is killing it this season right I mean he does like this acrobatic stuff in the air um he has gotten so much better since he came in as a rookie now that's not to say he wasn't like a great player when he came in but it's like how do you defend him um you know he got a pick and roll going um he's he's elusive he like just does things and I'm like how how does man do that? Um, you know, one of the coaches said, I don't remember his name, was like, he is one of the best students of the game that he has ever seen, speaking about Ja. Um, and I'm like, eh, are you old enough to have watched like MJ? But, you know, no problem. But Ja is really on a tear. Um, a lot of people think, and I'll see what the guys think, like he is now propelling himself into superstardom this season. We know it's early in the season, but um, you have to be impressed with what you are seeing from him. And um, I want to hear from the guys. Do you think Ja is firmly planting his feet 
right now, this season, um, into superstardom, right? Like we know he was kind of elevating and getting there. We saw a lot of flair in the playoffs last year, but now we're seeing like actual residuals in the season. And so can we call him a superstar right now? I mean, he's three and three. I mean, I think he, from superstar talent, yes, he's, he, I, I've always felt as if, you know, he had the trajectory of superstar talent and he's looking like the steal from that draft because Zion Williamson right now is really, you know, having a hard Bad. time staying on the court. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but for me, is, like at the end of the day, we have to admit, like, it's really early in the season. It's really early in the season. It's, um, what are we in week two, maybe week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and so you really don't want to overreact to anything that's going on in the league. You really want to allow things to settle. And that, that's lesson for um, the Washington Wizards, um, New York Knicks, and all those teams. It's still early in the season. Um, we still have to see how this whole thing shakes out. Secondly, John Morant's issue has really never been down. The question is, how can he stay healthy? Uh, because the, the way he plays basketball now, I haven't watched his recent games, right? So I can't speak for this season. He may have made some changes, but the way he plays basketball uh, opens himself up to take a pounding night in and night out. And what is he, 6'3? I mean, he's taller than AI, but he's 6'3, but I don't think um, he's like 225. So he's not, he, he's going to take a pounding nightly. So can he stay healthy? Um, superstar talent for sure. Uh, but then can he also elevate his franchise? And I think that's the key ingredient with a superstar players who elevate their franchise. There are a lot of guys who can get stats, Bradley Bill can get stats, but can you go out there and elevate your franchise like a Damian Lillard? Um, but I think Memphis has a bright future. They have good pieces in Jaron Jackson. Um, I like what they, what they've done with their roster. Uh, but just want to, uh, see it all the way through. But John Moran's definitely a player. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Superstar yet. Listen, it's early in the season. But you know what? So far, all you lists, Evans, he has checked off. Out of all, the, um, I think this is his third year. Mm-hmm. His team been in the playoff in the past two years. All right? Um, the, well, of course, RJ actually was. No, actually, yes. His team been in the playoff in the past two years. RJ only won. The first time was last year, the Knicks made. He has elevated his franchise. Hold on, hold on, hold on. we're not going to elevate it. Well, are you saying that R.J. Barrett and Jim, John Moran are the same status? Me? Um, uh, they're both the getting there. Yes, getting there. Uh-oh. They're playing it. R.J. is playing his role. R.J. is not called okay. to be a superstar okay. or a savior. So he's playing his role. Last night, he dropped 36. Chill, you know, stop, and, yo. But, chill, chill. Kelvin, can I finish chill, speaking? Yo. I'm can sorry, I finish dude, speaking? You, you can't do blasphemous yeah. things in the middle of a. I know, bro. You just tripping. Bro. <laughs> yeah, such a hating. I beg, I beg your pardon. I he's beg to, your pardon. To, so you tried to drop that just so suddenly. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. We gotta stop. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, had, That's I, had, so I had to think about who RJ was. I'm like, RJ. Oh, please. You, you know when he, he beat up. He beat up RJ. Like, when he beat up the 76ers, you remember him. But I'm saying, let's get back to the song. John Moran, right? Right now, he leads in field goal percentage. Right with um his he's hitting um thirty five minutes but not that but twenty eight twenty eight point seven points per game right and his field goal percentage is fifty two percent a little it's a little below 
um, um, Kevin Wait Durant, who's averaging 56. Yeah, Look below Kevin Durant. Um, Kevin Durant is averaging 57 and a half percent. Right. So I'm saying uh, John Morant. John Morant is wow, below flag. Kevin Durant. Which is, but he still leads the league in you scoring. You said he was the best. You just said he had the best. <laughs> I didn't say he's the best. Get out of here. I didn't say he's the best. You said he had the best I'm field goal saying, percentage. I said he has a high field goal percentage, uh, which is 52%. And he leads the league in scoring right now. <laughs> right? This guy's such a hater. He's such a hater. It's okay. We all, everybody but, hates the but Eagles. We all but, heard you, though. But we all heard no, you. No. <laughs> I run the tape back. That's crazy. I said that right now. He is slowly, he's so far trending in that that direction, right? He has pulled his franchise. He has made players around him better. He's so far leading in scoring. So for me, he is the superstar for Minnesota, not Minnesota, for the um, Memphis Grizzlies. I forgot about that team. I didn't think about them other than him. So he is their superstar. Now he just needs more games and to, to, uh, to show his showcase his skills. In reality, people are not really watching unless, you know, they air him. They don't know about him. They're just hearing about him. So as more people get to see him, and I believe this year he, he'll make the all-star team, right? And he'll, he, he's trending that direction. And reality is still early in the season. We remember teams like, look, Minnesota, Timberwolf <laughs> winning. You know, years ago, a um, couple years ago, we had the Phoenix, the Kings leading off. They all look hot and they fizzle off. So... Um, I'm not gonna get too excited. It's the beginning of the season, so we'll see what happens. How they trend. Everybody gets hot, like popcorn, and then when they pop, that's the end of it. It's like, it's like when you go to Fourth uh, of July in America. We have Fourth of July celebrate Independence, and it tends people tend to put their great best fireworks early on. As soon night four, they put all their glitter and glitter, all the stuff in there, and towards the end, they're down to little little firecrackers and thing, and you know, fizzle off towards the end. So we want to experience like Jesus when he, had, when he turned the water to wine. And, and at the end, he saved the best for last. <laughs> That's what I want to see. So if John Moran had to do it through the full season, is he trending there? Yes. Is he trending like R.J. Barrett? Yes. So we'll see towards the end, all right? <laughs> Phil, with the jokes as usual, man. Phil, he's something else, man. Yeah, but I definitely think... Uh, John Morant has superstar ability. Um, he's tied for what right now? He's tied with Steph Curry with the, uh, the league's leading scorer. Um, but the thing, you see the difference between Steph and, and Ja right now is Steph is a five and one, and you see that Ja is three and three. So, you know, it's still that next level that's you have to put your team in position where they're actually going to be notable throughout the year that John Morant has to get to. But as far as his numbers, they're, they're really good numbers. He's averaging, you know, 28 and um, seven with seven dimes and five rebounds a game. Those are really good stats. But uh, I like it because I like what he's doing this year because it seems like he's playing with a chip on his shoulders. I like players that don't um, get stagnant, punt players that stay hungry. Um, and, and with him, I, I like a lot of things that I see. Um, he seems like he's humble. Um, he seems like he has a lot of grit and he brings it every single night. So that's things that you can really appreciate. Besides the fact that I think everybody uh, said he was a jump shot away uh, from being a superstar in his league because teams are still just going under the screen every time on him. So if you don't go under that screen and you got to chase that man, 
Oh, it is lights out for the league. So I'm expecting big things from John Morant. And, um, you know, I don't know what his level could be. I don't know what his ceiling is at this point. This guy is phenomenal. So I, I'm glad because also Melo, I think Melo said it best. He said, yo, he's the future of our league. And, uh, and um, watching a couple of his games, if he keeps it up, he will be the future of the league. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you um, just heard that? Kelvin disagreed with me, but he's trying to be slick and change the words. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I think he disagreed with the RJ Barrett and Ja comparison. Thank you. Thank you, Dion. Help the brother. Help out. Help the brother. <laughs> but uh, so I think we all agree. We see where his talent level is. And he definitely, in my mind, has the potential to be one of the faces, um, one of those superstar faces in the future. What I would just like to acknowledge is we have seen his progression from his rookie season to where he is today, right? In year three. And it just saddens me when I think about another player who's been in the league for four years and made no progress. Ben Simmons, this is how you elevate and this is how you become a better player over time. You work on your game, you work on your jump shot. Ja wasn't a good three-point shooter either. He's not that great now, but he's working on it. Ben Simmons, let this be a lesson to you on how you elevate, okay? Are, are, we, are we criticizing someone with mental health issues? Come on now, come on guys, come on. <laughs> We can't be at this point, guys. He has mental health issues. You know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta affirm him. He can't, he can't handle this. He can't handle this. Oh my god! And I blame Philadelphia for the issues. <laughs> you go boo the man, oh make him feel that way. Gosh. Mm. Oh man! All right, so so let's go ahead. Um, jump into our last topic of the day. It's the topic our listeners have been waiting for it. Like, I know the anticipation is so high because they couldn't wait to talk about the one and only, the team from New York, the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks, the New York Bing Knicks. bong, bing bong. <laughs> the New York Knicks for the first time in, shoot, I don't know how long, has started the season at five and one, right? They have the best record in New York. And there's another team that plays in New York with some superstars, right? Five and one. And the question I have for the guys is, A, I hope you've been watching to see some good basketball, right? Like y'all can take notes and maybe, you know, have your fan base talk about it. Maybe your team can, you know, do well as well. But my question for the team is, what is the ceiling for the Knicks? Like, are, are we just going to chop this up to we're only six games in, seven games in tops? It's still early. We don't know what teams are going to look like. Or do you guys see, like, real potential? Like, man, this team could be a force. This team is making the playoffs um, and maybe can get past the, you know, first round second round so what do you guys think <laughs> this team would never make the finals man like <laughs> who, who, <laughs> who are we fooling this is craziness go. yo this, they played six games and, and new york is going crazy man like it is amazing to me yo first of all 
they're not even the best team in New York. Like, let's let's just be honest. Let's just be fair. They're Wait playing a minute. Well. They're not. Like, Your record who's is better the record. than them? Brooklyn is going to be better than them by the end of the year. Brooklyn has more talent than them. Team than them right now. <laughs> like, we got to, I mean, listen, I'm happy for you guys who are, who are back on the front runners of New York. You know, you guys, you guys switched like, like, like a prostitute or something. <laughs> like you guys, you guys are something else out there in New York, man. I mean, I I heard little whispers of of, of, of the Knicks last year, you know, and I, and I, I I took those, you know. But the y'all cheated on the Knicks for for life for years, man. Um, and now they're a little bit successful. I mean, in in a little six games, and they are tied for first place. It's four teams y'all have that's have five and one records, man. Like we got to relax. I'm happy you guys are happy because you know I got love for y'all. But the Knicks are the Knicks. They will not win a championship. It is no way. I'll bet my house that they can't win a championship. But now, if they're making y'all happy, man, shout out to the Knicks, man. Shout out to the Knicks. Listen, that really hurt my feelings, right? Because the Knicks are doing so well. And you had to come and rain on this parade. When still we are, the, I still the love Knicks you, right I still now, love you. They are the best team. I'm about to pull a fill. They are the best team in New York right now. The best player plays on the Nets. I acknowledge that. But they are the best team in New York. And the Nets are eliminated from playoff contention right now. So I need to just start seeing something different. But as of right now, they are the kings of New York. I mean, that's it. Just, just talk to your net mayor, lift the mandate, and then, then we'll go back. <laughs> we'll go back to cheating. That's all we gotta do. All we gotta do is lift the mandate, and we get all this nonsense out the way. That's all we gotta do. Bing bong, bing bong. Yeah, those really might be uh, lottery balls more than anything else. The bing bong, but um. I mean, I'll have it for the Knicks. I mean, I think the Knicks are definitely a playoff team. Um, and sometimes one of the most important things for teams like this are, are to start hot. Um, they can uh, wind up, end up with the fourth seed or something like that, and then get a favorable matchup and uh, potentially look at, um, you know, getting a, a first, uh, getting out the first round. Uh, I think ultimately the issue, like, the issue with this team, the Knicks team, it reminds me a lot of the Doug Collins Sixers. Like, they they would start really hot and they look really good. They play good defense, but they had to play good defense because they didn't have anybody who could consistently like carry the team uh, in a playoff series. Um, the big elephant in the room is we saw Julius Randle as a feature player in the playoffs last year, and it oh, wasn't gosh. pretty sight. Don't remind uh, me. Our, and, and, you know, and maybe RJ Barrett becomes a star. We're not going to say he's going to be John Moran, but maybe. Uh, uh, RJ Barrett becomes a star. I mean that that is that is that that is the Knicks' ultimate hope. If RJ Barrett can become a star who can hit big shots, who can hit game winners, can become a closer, then the Knicks can be a conference championship team. They can get the conference championship. Mm-hmm. But so basically, you're saying it can never happen. Dang! <laughs> why are you doing? Um, what RJ Yo, did to you? Huh? I know. Stop. Stop the Ben closer? Simmons. Yeah. A closer, oh, he did it yesterday. No, a closer RJ Barrett in the same sentence is, is, is funny. He I'm did sorry. it yesterday. It's comedy. 
I mean, it, I'm saying that the only hope is that day. he okay. develops into that player in year four or five. I mean, it's not unheard of. Jimmy Butler, he took a leap later on in his career. So um, RJ Barrett is playing better. But the question is, can he do that as the feature player on offense? Because we know Julius Randle cannot. And um, this is one of those things where this ain't the Knicks of Patrick Ewing, John Starks. Right. Um, because Patrick Ewing was a bona fide superstar, first ballot Hall of Famer. Julius Randle will probably not go to the Hall of Fame unless he gets ends up on a championship roster somewhere else and is that that key player, uh, key fourth player on that team. And, you know, you compare his championships with his career stats. Um, I am interested much more in the actually Charlotte Hornets uh, because uh, I think they have a budding superstar potentially. In, Ooh, um, the ball, in, um, the ball boy. In, yeah, in 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 Lamelo Ball. I mean, he's making players better. Miles Bridges is having himself um, a good season, um, and so I think that the Hornets may be able to take a leap. And, and really, it shows the power when you get a superstar quality player on your team, and how they're able to transform a franchise. I mean, I mean now. Let me let me pull back transform. It's too early to say transform, but you see the potential brewing on a team like the Hornets. That um, and then a point guard like 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 um, Lonzo Ball, not Lonzo, Lamelo Ball. Um, other players want to play with them. And then you got the Bulls. The Bulls look dangerous. The Bulls they had a sneaky good offseason. Plus adding Lonzo Ball. I hope the Sixers were going to add Lonzo Ball and, and unload Ben Simmons. Hey, um, Evan, can we? Can we get can we get back to trash in the mix, brother? <laughs> no, no, no. Talk about Lonzo Ball and the Hornets. I got to get some analysis. I got to get some analysis. Okay, man. So I think, I think the Bulls and the Hornets Aider, are the man. most realistic teams that are on the rise. The Knicks, I think, will ultimately be somewhere between the fourth and the sixth team in the in the playoffs. And yeah. and just okay, and that I mean that's fair. And where do you think the Nets will will be at the end, towards the end, as far as like where do they place? Well, that all that all boils down to what Kevin brought up. What happens with Kyrie Irving? Mm-hmm. Because the Nets at the time made a, a, a great decision, but they bankrupt they bankrupted their like you know their their stock. They they depleted their bench, and so they 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 brought in three. Um, superstars three mvp well two mvp caliber players and one really good um robin in 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 kyrie irving um but with the rule changes and james harding coming back from injury and um you know it's it's hard it's hard to tell um kd is has never proven that he can be the best player he can be the best player I mean, Excuse I me. He, he's never proven that a team that's solely built around him can win a championship. But he has so, proven that he's the best player. So let's just clarify for our listeners. Okay. okay. But he has to prove that with him as the bona fide man, as LeBron on the team, he can carry a team uh, to a championship. And he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Focal point, like, like yeah. OKC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it never happened, but you know, shout he out to Kevin. He'll, well, he'll, shout out to he'll Kevin. potentially do it this year. <laughs> he tried to do it last year. 
If, he tried if, to do it last year. His, cl- his clown shoes uh, ended up costing him a- <laughs> I know. It's literally only his size foot 19, that prevented man, this. Size 19. <laughs> size 19's killed him. Oh, man. Yeah, hilarious. Shout out to Kevin. Yeah, uh, so hilarious. The New York Knicks could go as far as things break for them. Right? Like, I, I, I like that answer. I like that answer. That's an honest answer. Things break for them, right? So mute. right now, <laughs> the New York Knicks, as much as it could break for them. In reality, yes, it's only six games, but the team you said that looks sneaky good, um, the Knicks beat them just this early on, right? The Knicks beat the Bulls, which they was blowing them out, and, you know, every team has a run, but the Knicks was still able to, to hold that off, right? They beat the Sixers. Right, so the Knicks have some quality t- t- um, quality wins. Um, yeah, seem to have amnesia. Eric for Evan Fournier and Kimbo Walker mm-hmm. are that provided help that yeah. Julius Randle needed. And we we can't we can't forget Derrick Rose. He is a star who's playing on the bench for us. He showed us in the playoff he still could do his job at his highest level. And R.J. Barrett is taking that leap. The key for the Knicks is Mitchell Robinson. Can he stay on the floor? He is our rim protector. He has the potential to win defensive player of the year. He is game weight. You, I saw yeah. one play in the past where somebody would, you know, jump and into him and he'll be on the floor. They bounce off of him, right? And he was able to stay vertical. He just, his injury, if he could stay on the floor. And those, those sleepers never know well. And the Knicks are deep. They have one of the best rookies on the floor who have potential to move forward. So it all is about breaks, right? We know the Knicks do not have a bona fide superstar. We have all-star and potential all-star, and we have former all-star on the team. You know, we have good players on the team, but they're working collectively. What is Thibodeau known to do? Thibodeau is the clay He's a pottery. He tends to get guys to glue together, work together, and he molds them into that a defensive team. And then he works them on the offense. We got the two offensive pieces. We have a deep bench. So um Grimes, um, I'll let you look up. I'll let you look that up. Um, my phone is ringing. I apologize. So the Knicks, when I say the breaks, we don't know how the Nets. And the Nets, to me, reality will go back to number one seed. They will rise to the top. They're too good of a team. They'll rise to the top. I don't trust their coaching, but Kyrie said, who needs coaching, right? <laughs> They'll rise to the top. Um, then the, the next test for the Knicks is really the Heat, who's hot right now, and they play them in several days, and they play next three games, they play Milwaukee. Those will be the litany tests early on this season. When teams um, take these litany tests and they can measure themselves, they're able to move forward, either up or down. So the Knicks, and number two, and the third thing, or the next thing is the NBA need the Knicks to be good. It's evidence. When the Knicks are good, the NBA makes more money. And, and lastly, anyone who plays in New York and help them to be successful in a, in a large way or, or the face of the franchise, they get rewarded. You know how they get rewarded? They get, they get to go to Hall of Fame, like Eli's going the, Julius Randle stays here and helped the Knicks go to the first round or conference final. He's going to the <laughs> Hall of Fame. So New York, everything is great in New York. You help New York succeed, you will succeed. You capture a championship in New York, you are made for life. Mm-hmm. 
you are made for life. Ask all the Giants players who got shows and, and work for a stock exchange. <laughs> you win in New York, you are set for life. You know, so that's why you have to you have to understand that the New York Knicks right now are in a good position. Yes, it's early in the season, but what doesn't really die now is their defense because we know Timberdale's history. Only thing we need to die down is the minutes. <laughs> so, and we've seen that Julius Randle was tied a couple of games, but who picked up? R.J. Barrett, Derek Rose, Eric Foyer, and Kimber's learning to work correctly in the sim, uh, system. So, the, if the breaks go right, like Kevin Durant, big toes in the way, uh, mm-hmm. somebody, you could see him in the conference championship. Win a title, I don't know yet. We're a superstar away from winning the title. But <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being so, realistic. You, you was realistic at one point in your argument, so I really appreciate that. Now, I just want you to, to not have your hopes so high, Phil. You know, you remember last year, first of all, the Sixers, we've been, we beat y'all 15 times in a row. You know what I'm saying? So we play one game without without our our superstar, our all-star that we had, and y'all who? win, and now you who? just you blowing it who, up. Who's your all-star? Say, who's your all-star? You already know who he is. No, like, I, I don't guess, know. I guess who is it? Not, it's not Grimes. It's not Grimes so quickly. Um, but you know who it is. But my point is, we who? Sixers won the East last year. Is he coming back? <laughs> Come on, man. Jesus is coming back, man. Relax. <laughs> That's what I'm saying right here. Let me finish. Let me finish. All I'm saying is this. We got to tamper those expectations. I already knew it was possible for the Sixers to win the East, but it was nothing in my body that felt like we had a chance to win the NBA championship. So I just want to say the Knicks, they're trending in the right direction. That's good for the NBA. Uh, Them winning a, a championship is unrealistic so i just want my my next listeners and my, and my and my co-hosts on the show you know let's just settle down a little bit man just be happy with with being for, tied for first place with four teams right now <laughs> just, just take that one that's a win that's a win you are hilarious. i How, mean you, first of all Dion, you have that listen is your team one of the four teams we're tied with like i'm just <laughs> curious like is your team oh uh, we're we're yeah. one game out of first <laughs> Yeah, I remember we used to get updates at the Sixers number one. Right. Daily. That's, that's every, that, that was early in the season. Early every week. Season. I, I never Last did. Season, I never did we knew it was early in the season. Yeah, we was getting updates. Who's number one? Right. I, mean, I, mean, number I never one. talked about us being number one when we won. We actually won the Eastern Conference, and I didn't talk about us being number one. So I don't understand. What do you mean? <laughs> I can't. You look at my Kelvin phone. Kelvin kills the Sixers more than anybody else on the show. No, Let's but Kelvin was sending us serious? updates. This dude was sending updates. We're number one. Oh, We're number God. one. We're number Not one. Phil. It was Phil, oh my goodness, my that phone fantasy world back. that you live in, bro. Oh, that fantasy Dion, world. Who phone could go back to last year? Last year when they when they hit number one, and he constantly reminded us. Oh I, my so, somebody reminded us last season a lot. I, I can't say if it was Kelvin or if it was Evan, but somebody was frequently reminding us. I had no, I had no faith. Huh? <laughs> like I can't remember who it was. <laughs> but I'll say this. I am just proud of the New York Knicks. I think the team is playing well. The defense is well. Kemba has come up big in a couple of games. Well, you know, you know, with Kemba, you know, he'll have 
really good games and then you'll be like Kemba what are you doing but so far him and um Fournier they have been really solid additions Derek Rose has been like consistent and has been a key factor so far it is only seven games but I don't remember the last time I saw five and one a five and one start from the Knicks. Like shoot, I don't even know if I ever saw a five and one start from the Knicks. And so this is a lot to be excited about. We have real life potential. Usually by game four, the Knicks are already like out of any contention in the season. Like that's just how it happens. So I'm really excited. I'm glad we are tied for first place in the East, right? We're still tied for first place and not any other place. Um, I just want to go on record and let the fans know I have always been a Knicks fan. So I don't want there to be any confusion about where my loyalty lies. Kevin Durant is my favorite player of all time. So I also... I also root for the Nets, but let's be clear, from the beginning of this podcast, there has always been two Knicks fans on this podcast. Oh, we got to stop it, please. And I just need our listeners to understand that that is what it is. So episode you're one, the listeners, Dion. Episode one, no, Phil, this Phil, is Phil, episode Phil, one, Phil, declaration one was question, made. Phil. Phil, yes, yes. You not Simmons, out. Did you, did you not send out the bandwagon uh, um, form <laughs> on the thread? Did you not send a bandwagon form and renounce your and renounce your allegiance to the team? Did you not? Let's just be honest. Just be honest. Did you send a bandwagon form out that you, you would like me to? Cl- to you, would you like me to speak? Yes no. Now, would you like yes me to no speak? I like no. It's not a yes or no. It's this what transpired. So for years, the Knicks has disappointed me and got tired of being abused. And I did make a declaration that if the Knicks doesn't clean up their act or show me some improvement, I'm leaving them. And that was no. beginning of that was beginning of the season. Did last you send season. out the form, yes or no? I don't recall that. I don't oh. recall that. I do not recall that. <laughs> this guy's just I don't believe I don't recall. Today, I, I don't recall he actually, that. Actually, within but, a grateful moment, renounces Knicks fanhood. Uh, guy, yes. That was prior to the season. Prior to the season. On, tech, on the text thread. It was when I the Nets went started the season on three and kind of like. This reaction right now, he, he, I was talking to him that morning in the gym. Uh, our, my son and his daughter and someone else were training at the gym in the morning. He said, Pastor, I think, uh, I think I'm ready to renounce the Knicks. I told him, hey, man, you can do what you got to do. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but, you know, I understand. Phil, really? Like, the next, wait, I, I did it. Wait a minute. I did it. I did it. I said, renounce him. I said, hey. I did. I renounced him unless they did better because I got tired of the foolishness. This is prior to Thibodeau's being hired. This is when it was. In no, 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 no. Yes, it was. <laughs> Allen has Hell, a, you can't Allen, be Allen, Allen, yeah. It was. It was the prior to. It was prior to. Public. It was. No, I was upset at them. I was tired of being abused like the Cowboys fan. I was being delusional. This is 10. This is when the hot mess happened. Then I came back on. But they, they don't want to talk about when forgiveness and grace came in. They don't want to talk about the healing and rep- reparation, reparations were occurring. When the Knicks yield dividends last season, and I came back to them, right? And I declared them number one, and I declared the Nets my side chick. But they want, they want to say, you see, the devil people, the devil wants to remind you of your faults, but God forgives. He forgives oh you. 
He will claim well, you uh, as white as snow. <laughs> I'll say this. Let the record reflect. I have never in writing denounced the Knicks. <laughs> All I have done is clarified why my fandom to Brooklyn was appropriate. And I provided facts as to why I can root for both. That's all I did. I never denounced this team. I never had a conversation about that. <laughs> so there is no evidence that I have left the Knicks. Okay. So fans, I'm good. Fans, listen to the podcast last year. Look, listen to the first <laughs> 60 episodes. The decoration. I did say something, but I jumped back on after they proved <laughs> their worth. They they told me they go change their ways. They told me to go do better. And they have proved all the check marks. All right. They, the Knicks have proved better than Ben Simmons game. So I am good. We're okay. Knicks have taken me back. Bing bong, bing bong. Elder Phil was in an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, and on that note, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.